Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Hello, Sky community. Welcome to another episode of Sky Women. I am so glad that you are with me today. Welcome back to another episode. It has been a trying couple of weeks, and I don't know about you, if you're a mom, if you're running around with all of the end of the year projects and teacher's gifts and all of the things on top of ordinary life, um, I just want to take a minute to pause and to hold some space for all of us to give ourselves a little bit of grace. Um, also, if you are struggling with your mental health or you know somebody in your realm who seems often is struggling with mental health, please check in on those you love. Just um, call it a welfare check, whatever you will. Um, Things have been hard these last couple of years, and you just never know who's suffering in your realm. And this has kind of hit me close to home in the last um, the last week. And um, I want to remind you of an awesome episode that we had with Dr. Nichelle Haynes, who is a fabulous psychiatrist out of Austin who does virtual um, psychiatry um, for anybody who might need a psychiatrist themselves. Um, she is specifically for that perinatal period. Um, and she was on with us on episode 14. So if you have some questions about mental health, I would so encourage you to check out um, her episode and um, tap into your resources and check on your loved ones. Okay, on to today's episode. So I did a poll around the office because life has been kind of busy and crazy and um, I didn't have an episode in the queue for this week. And so I did a poll. What topic should I talk about? And do you know what came up time and again? Vaginitis, swampy vagina. So here we are. We're talking about when your vagina itches. Um, nobody wants to deal with pulvar and vaginal itching. Um, no one wants to be bothered by their lady parts. The uncomfortable sensation can range from mild to uh, and brief to severe and persistent. Almost every vagina owner will experience some vaginal itching at some points in their life. Sometimes it's related to their cycles and around their cycles. Often it's usually not a concern, but what causes the vagina to itch in the first place? And how do you know when to see a doctor? Great questions, right? So let's go um, over some of the most common causes of vaginal itching, when to seek medical attention and treatments you can expect, okay? So let's start with just kind of talking about, you know, typical, you know, there's a broad differential for vaginitis or inflammation of the, the vagina. Um, the most common causes include like a vaginal yeast infection, which we call vulvovaginal candidiasis, say that three times fast, uh, bacterial vaginosis and trichomonas. Those are some common causes. In many cases, vaginitis is undiagnosed. 
the estrogen and vaginal environment I want to speak to for a minute. So estrogen plays a crucial role in determining the normal state of the vagina. During our reproductive years, the presence of estrogen increases the glycogen content and the vaginal epithelium cells. And it turns, um, in turn, it encourages colonization of the vagina with lactobacilla. The lactobacilla colonization produces lactic acid, which results in the vaginal pH being less than 4.5. And this acidic environment protects against the growth of other organisms. Um, and it's the key to maintaining the balance of the vaginal ecosystem. In prepubertal and postmenopausal women, the lack of estrogen inhibits normal growth of the vaginal bacterial ecosystem. So the vaginal epithelium is thin, the pH of the vagina is elevated, so it's more basic. Um, growth of bacteria associated with BV and yeast forms are less common in an estrogen depleted environment. So prepubertal and postmenopausal women not using estrogen uncommonly have BV or vaginal candidiasis. So that's good to know, um, in, especially in your prepubertal girls, if uh, they have vaginal irritation or vulvar irritation, it is more likely a contact dermatitis. So something that is coming in contact with the vulva that is irritating, less likely to be infectious. And in postmenopausal women, it's most likely a vaginal atrophy or dryness thinning of the vulva. Okay, so let's go over a few conditions that can cause vaginal itching. Most common yeast infection. This is usually the full, first culprit you think of when um, you begin to itch down there. Yeast is naturally occurring fungus in the vagina and it plays a role in keeping you healthy. However, if something upsets the balance of your vac vaginal bacteria, it can result in an overgrowth of yeast and the yeast infections can be caused by hormonal changes such as birth control, pregnancy, menopause, or douching or antibiotic use. Please say no to douche. The vagina is a self-cleaning oven. It is never necessary, okay? Um, another common cause for irritation could be just irritants, just like any part of the body, your vulva are vulnerable to allergic reaction. If a product or chemical irritates sensitive skin, you can experience itching and even inflammation. Triggers to look out for could include pads and tampons, certain underwear materials, scented products like lotions or soaps or detergents, uh, latex commons, and even certain lubes. If you have persistent vaginal itching, it could be something more like a skin condition, like such as lichen sclerosis. If you keep itching, please see your doctor and see if your doctor and if your doctor says it's nothing, then it's probably time to see an expert for vulvovaginal vaginal disorders. If it's, if it's truly persistent, it hasn't gone away. Okay, let's talk about bacterial vaginosis. So this is an infection caused by an imbalance of the normal vaginal bacteria. Sometimes BV can present with no symptoms. If you do have symptoms, they often include vaginal itching with an abnormal discharge and an unpleasant odor. BV is not a true infection or inflammatory state. It represents a change in that normal microbiome and um, a lack of the hydrogen producing lactobacilli. BV is the most common cause of abnormal vaginal discharge in patients of reproductive age. Now the occurrence of bacterial vaginosis is associated with sexual activity for both heterosexual and lesbian couples. 
rarely occurs in someone who has never been sexually active, but it is not caused by sexual transmission of a single pathogen. Isn't that interesting? Non-pregnant patients with bacterial vaginosis are at increased risk for various infections of the female reproductive tract like PID, pelvic inflammatory disease, and post-procedural gynecologic infections. So that's why we want to treat this before somebody has a hysterectomy. And they have increased susceptibility to sexually transmitted infections such as HIV and herpes uh, simplex virus type 2. Now in pregnancy, BV can cause preterm contractions as well. Most patients with um, bacterial vaginosis are actually asymptomatic. They don't have any symptoms. Those who do, most commonly, as I mentioned before, have an abnormal discharge with a fishy odor. And they particularly will notice it after intercourse or um, after their period. Okay, we mentioned trichomonas earlier, so we can't not talk about it. Uh, vaginal trichomonas is caused by an infection of the protozoan parasite trichomonas vaginalis. It's the most common non-viral sexually transmitted infection in the United States. Like BV, uh, there is a prevalence. Risk factors can include increased number of sex partners, low socioeconomic status, and douching. Trichomonas has been found. Um, it can be associated with pelvic inflammatory infection, uh, post-hysterectomy cellulitis, um, HIV, and other sexually transmitted infections. More than 50% of patients with trichomonas are completely asymptomatic or have minimal symptoms. If patients do have symptoms, it's typically an abnormal vaginal discharge, itching, burning, or bleeding after intercourse. Evaluation of patients with these symptoms of itchy vagina, um, we're going to have to take a focused history, like what is our sexual history, including number of partners and gender identification of sex partners and specific sexual practices, self-treatment with over-the-counter medications or prescriptions, any that you've tried, what um, vulvar vaginal hygiene is going on, what underlying medical conditions do you have, such as diabetes or inflammatory bowel, and relation of symptoms to the menstrual cycle. And then a physical exam would be necessary. Vaginal itching can sometimes be an early detection of certain sexually transmitted infections. Uh, sexually transmitted infections that may cause the symptom include pubic lice, genital herpes, genital warts, trichomonas, chlamydia, and gonorrhea. There are even some skin conditions. We mentioned lichen sclerosis before. Um, sometimes skin diseases affect other areas of their body can, that affect other areas of your body can also affect your vagina, such as eczema or psoriasis, or as we mentioned, contact dermatitis. Sometimes vaginal itching can clear up on its own, but if it persists for more than a week or begins to disrupt your daily life or sleep, you should make an appointment with your doctor. You should also see your OBGYN if your vaginal itching is accompanied by any of the following symptoms. One, abnormal discharge. Two, vaginal pain or abnormal bleeding. Three, urinary issues. So it burns when you pee, frequent urination, urinary urgency, got to get there right away or you're going to leak. Or if you have white patches or blisters on the vulva. Treatment of your vaginal itching is going to depend on what is the underlying cause. If you're dealing with an allergic reaction, for example, the itching will be usually stop when the irritant is removed. And sometimes this is a process of elimination. For infections, antibiotics and antifungals are commonly prescribed and very effective. 
if your doctor uh, suspects a separate skin condition, further treatment plans may be necessary. You might need a vulvar biopsy to identify. You might need some high-dose corticosteroid cream. For mild itching cases, there are over-the-counter uh, topical products available to help relieve your discomfort. You should not use any over-the-counter products for vaginal itching before consulting with your doctor about the underlying cause. This is where sometimes we get into a situation of, of making it worse <laughs> when we're trying to make it better. Um, and we feel like we've tried 15 things, but it hasn't, it hasn't gone away. So self-diagnosis of common vaginitis is not recommended because it's limited accuracy and the non-specific nature of the vulvovaginal symptoms. So it truly could be anything. And this is why we really recommend that you get a clinical evaluation um, before you self-treat a presumed um, candidiasis or yeast infection. Um, patients who already who are already in the office and report the vaginal symptoms uh, need to really get an exam before we just start treating. Now, when we talk about treatment with trichomonas, when it's confirmed, then sex partners do have to be treated. And typically, there has to be a full seven days um, after the last antibiotic dose between both sex partners before sexual activity is resumed. Otherwise, you risk swapping it back and forth. For bacterial vaginosis, there's no support in treat of treating um, sex partners. And in cases of uncomplicated yeast infections, treatment of sex partners isn't warranted either. If you do have a true sexually transmitted infection, then you need to be retested at three months to make sure that the infection is cleared and that it didn't, you didn't get reinfected. Probiotics, either vaginally or, or orally, are and non-medical therapies aren't really recommended for treatment or prevention of vaginitis. One of the things that we've talked about in the Texas heat lately, um, patients are complaining of sweat and, and discomfort and just feeling damp in the Texas heat, which is super common. Um, and so we just need to be mindful of like staying in workout gears or tight fitting clothes for a long period of time and just um, letting your lady parts breathe at night. <laughs> um, are you on the camp of let it breathe or wear those, wear those undergarments? at all times. You let me know. <laughs> I saw a post, I think, I can't remember who it was who posted about this just recently. Um, but um, I'm a fan of let it breathe at night. <laughs> so that's it for today um, in our talk about um, vaginal and vulvar itching. This is more addressing vaginitis or inflammation of the vagina. We can talk more about skin disorders and why the vulva might specifically be itching on another episode. Until next week, be well. All right, Sky community, thank you for listening to another episode. This episode was sponsored by Sky Women's Health. As a reminder, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we help relieve back pain and pelvic pain in pregnancy and beyond. If you are pregnant and having pain and you feel like you have no reliable way to relieve it, look us up at skywomenshealth.com, request an appointment, and we'll call to get you scheduled. As a board-certified OB-GYN with a Neuromusculoskeletal Medicine Fellowship, I help you realign with hands-on drug-free treatment and relieve pain on the spot without medication. We'll help you maintain these results through your pregnancy and postpartum period. Every pregnant 
person deserves this, and we are so excited to serve you. You can find us on our website, as mentioned, or on social at Sky Women's Health, or you can call the office at 817-915-9803. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.